Hello, everybody. I'm Shawnee Constant, and this is episode 100 of this edition Woo! of the One Fall Show. That's three wiggle, digits. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. <laughs> Hello, it is I, Rusev from Rusev Day. Hey, you guys. This is Mickey James. Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of AEW. Greetings, podcast fans. My name is Bryce Rutherford. I'm an all-wrestling referee. I'm going to JR Jim Ross, WWE Hall of Famer, and this show. This podcast. This show is scheduled for <laughs> one fall. And it damn sure will be a sovereign honor. What's up, Paul? You just got to talk over our... Our intro? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much to get to. We don't have we, we, we never have we never have meetings before the show. We don't. We just all cram in at the end and, and try to make it work. And that's what we're gonna do today. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Erica is not with us again today. That's true. Which leaves a big hole in my heart when it comes to doing the show. I feel like she's a bit of a linchpin, I have to be honest. Sure. No, I get it. No, I, Absolutely. I don't disagree one bit. No disrespect to any of the three of us in the room. But. I'm sure part of it is that uh, she is uh, she is always right. Yep. And uh, my my batting average and Justin's batting average, specifically Justin's batting average, is much lower. I can barely remember things. I, I <laughs> you think say that, that as if yours is higher than mine. <laughs> I think the thing is she brings like an air of professionalism. It's true. To yeah, the stage, no, definitely one that sort of like none of us can, can match. A bit of a, creates a bit of a, a, a fulcrum, like a like a gravitational force that we can all wor- work off of. And I might have to add that to our intro next time. Our, our fulcrum, our gravitational, gravitational our, our fulcrum, our gravitational force. Right. She's gonna love that. Although you know she's gonna listen to this and <laughs> she's gonna expect gonna, it now. Yeah, expect more and more added to her uh, to her intro. Man, we're very low energy today. Very you snack low yet? energy. I have my snack. Come on, very guys. Let's pick it. I was going to say, I walked into the studio. It was a quiet studio. My snack of the week, Oreo minis. I'm sorry. Ooh, it's been... Fine choice. Look, it's yep. it's been a week for me, a week of ups and downs, okay, and I'm apology. very tired. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got an excuse, but I have no excuse for being energy. I will say that I was very excited about wrestling this week. Yeah. I even watched a little SmackDown, which oh. has sure. not happened in a while. Yeah, that was okay. Nothing crazy. Yep. It was a, you know, blah. Like, you know, the middle of the packed, you know, episodes in between premium live events. Sure. It's kind of, you know what I mean? Like, you know, last week was coming off the Rumble. You know, they already established what's happening in Saudi. So at this point, it's just getting us ready for Saudi. So, but yeah, before we, uh, you know, get too deep into it, uh, I, we're all pretty much aware that they filmed this Friday SmackDown. Yes. At the same time as they filmed the other Friday SmackDown. What is it about a pre-taped show that makes you not give a fuck? It's a lot of times not much happens nine times out of ten, especially these days when everything is live for the most part. Sure. Because before SmackDown every week used to be uh, taped. But uh, I think a lot of it has to do with – it's funny. I had this conversation because in radio, when someone you could tell when someone's live and then when someone is you know voice-tracked or recorded, right? Because when you're recorded, you want to be too perfect. So you, you call, over you calling me out? Right. No, I, you know what? Maybe a little bit. No, but <laughs> no, I, I think it's – you know. There's that worry when something's recorded for it to be too perfect, right? Sure. So in post, they go back and edit a little too much. Sure. That just takes away from you could tell this isn't live. Right. right. And if if you watch SmackDown next week and you like for those who didn't know whether or not it's live, 
you can watch and a lot of people will be able to catch on even whether it's the little camera cuts or whatever it may be to be like this isn't live is it mm-hmm. this isn't happening right now there's just something taken away i think they made a mistake early on in AEW with those friday night shows being double taped because you could yeah i just felt like oh yeah. no oh no you're 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 overdubbing the cody sucks chance and i get some of those you know the shut the fuck up chance probably not great um, right yeah. Uh, for the for the networks and all that, um, I've already stated that I'm I'm not a fan at all. But that's a different animal. The fact that they, I'd rather have the authentic sound be put through than something that I find distasteful be eliminated just because. And this is what's real. Um, yeah, like if the crowd is super quiet, if you're if it's a two o five live and half the crowd is left, then let me actually be able to see and hear the fact that not half hearing the crowd your, is my left. headphones all of a sudden. No. Uh oh. Can you hear me? I am here. No. Okay. You can, so your headphones, headphones just, are up. Oh, yeah. It's, it's on me. All right. A little unplugged action there. The connection's no, a little you, weird, actually. You just, noticed that I didn't ask you know, the obvious question, which is, do you not care when it's pre-taped? Because I just take it for granted that like, as wrestling fans, the minute yeah. we can see the results before the show... We're we're like eh whatever. Well, like and, now I can tell I can gauge my interest on whether or not I even want to watch. Well, and it's funny you say that because I actually was mind blown uh, doing a little uh, pre-show work and getting ready for tonight that WWE.com themselves spoiled this week's SmackDown. Yeah, and I, they probably figured that everyone else already knows. Right, but it, I don't know. It just kind of. It's it's disappointed, but Can't disappointing, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, not it's at all. <laughs> disappointing for me because it's you know, like like of course people in the crowd you know are gonna post videos and pictures and that's gonna happen and screw those people. I hate people who spoil you know personally anything, not just talking wrestling. Sure, and you know they had the company themselves, you know, go out and now granted you had to click on the link to see what they were talking about, but at the same time. At least going in, there's only one title match announced. So when you give me the headline that title changes hands at SmackDown tapings, right? Sami Zayn's becoming our Intercontinental Champion next week, mm-hmm. right? Well, and that's the funny like dichotomy of it too. I don't know the, this one. I'm we might not be universal on, but on one hand, if I know what's coming ahead of time, then I'm like, I don't care. But on the other hand, we're a title to change hands, say at a house show, where like it wasn't on TV or anything like that. I find that kind of cool. I find it cool. Do you? Okay. Yeah, I find that cool just because, you know, it gives, you know, that little anything can happen right. alive at a house show, right? So I appreciate that they do that because that way when, you know, fans, like when a house show comes to Detroit, the fact that we know there go. is even, yeah. What might happen? It, it, exactly, right? Like that small little, you know what? They have done title changes before, so it's not like we, it, it's not just a blow off, right? A show, like as if obviously if a TV or a pay per view comes, right. it's a different story, and it still is, but it still keeps that little unpredictability alive. So I'm okay with every now and then doing a house show thing. I just when it's pre taped and it's rarely ever pre taped anymore, you know, it's bad enough when fans go out and spoil it for the company themselves to be like, hey, this is happening this Friday on SmackDown, but hey, still go watch it. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, no. it seems like if you're Fox, you got to be pissed, right? Yes. <laughs> like, you just told everybody, well, why are people going to tune in to Fox Friday night to see this when they know what's happening? Because the title's going to change. I want to see how it happens. No. no that, 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 why? It is fascinating that, that it works like that, though. And it has since time immemorial. Like, yep. even when Raw was 
you know, pre-taped and, and Nitro was live and they were spoiling stuff, you know. Right. At the, at the same time, that well, that proves right there that it does work in the reverse, too, for some because you've got the infamous butts and seats line yep. that makes everyone change over to Raw because Mick Foley's going to win the title? Well, I've got to see that. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of that, too, is just, again, the mention of one company on the other. Granted, it's a bigger deal now because between AEW and WWE. Right. But, like, and it happened more often in WCW and WWF. But oh, that's sure. But that still got a pop out of people. And the fact that they were straight up telling us what's happening on Raw. Like, yeah, I could see that being a thing. But I also think, granted, I was not watching live at the time, so you can maybe speak on this a little better. Um, listen, I was I was three. Um, that was my question was, were you even born yet? <laughs> yes, I was. I was actually not three yet. Cause that, that was is, in January. That is the kindest way I've ever been called old in my entire life. No disrespect, <laughs> but I had not turned three yet. I turned three that March. Sure. Um, but part of me feels like, you know, did they just spoil it? Like if I'm a fan watching live or am I going to go watch to see if he just spoiled it? Like what is right. he, is what he's saying true? Right. I feel like that plays a big role in people flipping over too. Yeah, maybe. I mean, because that's really the only good example of the reverse happening. Yeah. Of you knowing what the result is and having to to go and watch. Like even like you were saying, Shawnee, when they were taping rampages at the same time as they were doing uh um dynamite, I would find out on Thursday morning what happened on Rampage and gauge what I wanted to do on Friday night based on that. Oh, this match is happening? Well, I want to see that. Well, I'll give credit to those sites and people who do an article and they, you know, preface the post with, you know, spoilers here, click if you want, right? Yeah. Right, right. But when you have those, you know, WWE.com headlining an article saying title changes hands, like, I don't need to click. I just saw that, you know, <laughs> right. it happened, right? Or if someone just posts something on Joke's social Joke's on you. It's the 24-7 title. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I would give them so much credit if that actually happened. Yeah. If that's what, if Shinsuke retains next week and they did some BS with a 24-7 title or they added a title match that we didn't know. Right. I'd give them credit for that. Maybe if they if they shifted that SmackDown tag team title match from Elimination Chamber to, to Friday night, right. I, would, I would appreciate that. Like, okay. A, or a little less, I, I guess. Yeah, but there would also be fans that were like, oh, I thought it was going to be a title that mattered. Yeah, that's Not fair. just a 24-7 title. Yeah, which, yeah. So do we care that Sami Zayn's going to win the Intercontinental title? It's been a real drag with Shinsuke, right? For I, sure. I guess he was, he, he was injured for a good portion of it. Yeah. But, yeah, for whatever reason, it was just, I, I don't think they cared. No. Right? It's, it's yeah. so much focus on this Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar story right. to the detriment of everything else. Yes. And I'm wondering if... Are they going to carry the IC title into WrestleMania with Johnny Knoxville? Or That's is my worry. Because it feels like a monkey's paw kind of situation. Like, hey, a guy I like won the title. Wait, he's in a feud with Johnny Knoxville. Oh, no. See, I'm wondering if they did this just for a little bit of minor hype and then Sammy's going to immediately turn around and lose it. That's oh well that would yeah that Before would make sense even WrestleMania right like yeah. we won't even get any fun of him holding it no I I feel like if it, the direction it's going is like a David Arquette situation where it's like oh Johnny Knoxville is the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, I, I mean, I've said it before. I'm not a fan of celebrity angles at all, especially when there's a title involved or a big match or a big superstar involved. And, yeah, that's the one thing that makes me go, oh, crap, is, you know, they're what's seemingly leading to a Johnny Knoxville-Sami Zayn match unless, hopefully, maybe, 
Probably not, though. Johnny Knoxville just manage somebody at WrestleMania that is challenging Sammy for the title. Right. That's the one saving grace of this storyline. But yeah, Sammy deserves a title run. Shinsuke's run, like, yeah, it's a Roman Reigns thing, but I think they've, you know, and he's been hurt, but harped on Pat McAfee and Rick Boogs. Like, that's carried Shinsuke's story more than Shinsuke himself. And obviously, we know Shinsuke can carry his own story. Uh, so, yeah, this title run has been a bit of a dud. And, you know, if it's an injury thing or whatever, take the title off of him, right? Like, and it, and that's, it's understandable. Like, obviously, you don't want him to get hurt or you don't want to overdo it just because he's champion. Take the title off of him. Well, that's our discussion last week about how, like, if you're you're uh, like a, a comic book nerd or something like that, you, you understand the term canon. And, like, canon doesn't fucking matter in the WWE. Nope. Right, right. So what do we think about um, Shane McMahon? Like, there's what shots coming out from social media, WWE, corporate social media, showing Shane McMahon doing stuff globally to promote the brand. Is that? Yeah. Fascinating that they're like, we can't deal with you as a talent, but we will have you behind the scenes continue to be some kind of, you know, you, you do the other job well enough that we'll we'll keep you that in the same. And what kind of carny fuckery though? He's been let go. Let now, go from talent. Okay, that's right. Now, here's the so one silly. thing that I'll say, and unless I've missed it, I don't think did WWE ever do an article or a post like they do when they release people no. doing an official Shane McMahon's release. No, oh, no, not, it was, no, no, you're right. It was the dirt sheets. It was all the dirt sheets was, and Bleacher Report. Go, yeah. Exactly. Right. Which whether or not you know, of course, you go into is that true or not, whatever. Like I'm sure there's separate contracts, your talent contract, and your you know when you're sure, a McMahon, yeah. when you're a freaking McMahon, I don't care if you're a talent or not, you're a part of the damn business. So uh, I'm not a hundred percent shocked at this. I mean, it, you know, he's again, he's a McMahon, right? Yeah. So and, what do you think we do now with with Seth Rollins? Because it sounds like Rollins and McMahon uh, McMahon was going to be the match. Yeah. It sounds like they might be bringing someone from outside, maybe Bad Bunny. And that's again, it goes into why pair a big name up with a celebrity i don't want to see a celebrity at all but if you have to do a celebrity if you pair him up with a a small like the one time they put uh colin whatever his name was from snl in the andre colin jost yes they put him in the memorial battle royal on the kickoff show fine cool whatever but don't put him in the main match and granted bad bunny has had good outings seth rollins is so much better than a shane mcmahon rivalry right now so much better than a celebrity rivalry there's so many different options i wouldn't mind Seth Rollins and KO turning on each other. We do Seth and KO again at Mania, oh, be, this yeah. time in front of a crowd because right. they did it at the uh, Performance Center last time. Keep them in the title picture, right? Make it a, a, a triple threat. Give us the Seth Brock Roman match that we got from the cash in, but from the get go for both titles if Brock wins on Saturday. Like, there's so many different options because of how good and how big of a name he is that don't waste him. And this is the best version of Seth Rollins we've seen. Don't waste a WrestleMania on him with a celebrity or a Shane McMahon. I think the problem is twofold. I think the the first part of the problem is the fact that if you go back to the very early WrestleManias, WrestleMania hinges on pulling as much celebrity as possible, whether mm-hmm. it's in the commentary booth or at ringside or even in the ring. Look at the the main event of the very first WrestleMania. It's Mr. T yeah. and Hulk Hogan yep. in the ring with uh, Roddy Piper. Um, Thunder lips. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and I think the other part of the problem is that the people who are making the decisions have have become complacent and have become kind of lazy as far as, like, they're just going to continue to fall back on what worked 
30, 40, 50 years ago mm-hmm. when it comes to this kind of thing. And it's like, well, this is, I've got, what well, it's it's the the thing we've heard about Mr. McMahon the whole time. It's the thing that uh, AJ Styles most recently has said that like, he sees you as one thing and he's paying the bill. So you need to be that thing. Yeah. And it's possible to change his mind, but very unlikely. And they're just so lazy these days, right? Like had Pat McAfee appeared in the Royal Rumble, you could then have Pat McAfee start talking a lot of trash about Rollins. And then you start having some, some, and the NXT sure. black, uh, black and gold fans would be like, all right, all right, yeah. WWE, you guys don't know what Pat McAfee can do, but right. y'all right. haters going to hate. Yeah. Just wait Pat- to see what, you know, I mean, because Rollins can sell for anybody, right? Like he can elevate. Anybody, anybody. anybody. Um, but but you, I, I agree with you entire, entirely that he shouldn't have to be relegated to that. But again, it's like it's Roman and Bork and right. everybody else. <laughs> right, and that's it. And you know, it's funny you said because Pat just had uh, Seth Rollins on his show last yes. weekend uh, at, at the Super Bowl and. Uh, I don't know if you said the Super Bowl, but <laughs> we're an independent <laughs> podcast. If they come after us, yeah, come on, really. And it's over, by the way. Shout out to Matt Stafford, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and oh, the Rams. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, no, but I think you know it's 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 one of those situations where you know when you have a Pat McAfee, when you have all these different options, you you have these different ways, and you can go, but you have a WWE that is so damn big, it's almost like money wise globally wise that it's almost to their detriment because like look at look at the super bowl last night for if you watched right after the game celebration one of the first things i saw before they even started announcing is that damn wwe title belt with the rams logo that one of the players were already holding and the game was not even five minutes old it it was already made because they always they always do that it's usually like a day or two after though Right, and it makes you wonder: Did they send both teams a belt? Yes, and then if that's you exactly did, what they if did. If you lost, you have to send it back. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wonder if they send it to like the third world, like they do all the losing yeah, T-shirts and things. <laughs> there's yep. a there's some a small child in a in a third world country. Yeah, he's the Cincinnati Bengals WWE yeah. World Champion. Shout out to them. <laughs> WWE will just never go and perform their live. No, not at all. Right, but I mean, and, and it's you know they're going their deal with Saudi Arabia and all this crap, like and how big WrestleMania is. It's two nights now and the huge venues and shit. But it's like we said before. But they're gonna sell out. Saudi's gonna be you know a ton of people there this Saturday. WrestleMania is still gonna have a ton of people, and it's to WWE's detriment because you have an AEW who you know say what you will, and there's good things and bad things about it and whatever. But they're trying to move up. And while since they're trying to move up, they're going to do these crazy things and they're going to do these fun different angles and swerves and this that because they feel like they have to to grab our attention. Right. In general, that's how wrestling should be because it's that's the beauty of wrestling. Right. But, but WWE they, doesn't feel the need to do that because they're we're already WWE. I want does does WrestleMania present an opportunity for that to blow up in their face in this way? Yes. In order to sell out, they're still they're not going to be able to only appeal to these families that they've been newly integrating in, right? You're going right. to have the old hardcore showing up. They're like, well, I'll, it's WrestleMania, I always go. Is there a chance that the crowd makes a mockery yep. of this absolutely this, sort of? Yes. This year's WrestleMania is so crucial for the company because you got to think about it. The last two since AEW's gotten big because AEW, you know, Dynamite – debuted on TV right before the pandemic started. Right. right. So it, it, 
it's been back and forth. And you had since then a WrestleMania in the Performance Center and a WrestleMania two nights. But it was a uh, what you call a, a split it was like crowd, thirty percent capacity, thirty percent capacity. Now they're attempting to do a two night and sell out both nights at AT and T Stadium, with the amount of talent that they've cut, the lack of stories that they have going on. The question is, and we've said it before, how the hell are they going to fill two nights of mania, right? Mm-hmm. And how is it going to be watchable? And if you have X amount, 70,000 fans there, two straight nights, and it is garbage for what, maybe two hours each? Well, I, 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 right. I don't know how long each night's going to end up being now with the lack of what they have going on right now. This could look ugly on them if they're wrestling, if they are booed out of the stadium. Out of everything that could go wrong with WrestleMania this year, a two hour WrestleMania each night is like the best case scenario to me. <laughs> It depends on why it's two hours, too. Like, how many matches are within those two hours, right? right? If it's a decent pace and some sweet moments and whatever, okay, maybe that's not bad. But again, either way, no matter whether it's because it's too fast, not enough, whatever, if they get booed out one or two nights of that show, that's going to be a horrible look because this is the first legit WrestleMania with legit competition in AEW. Right. And that's where it comes into they need to deliver at this point, especially I also, with all the moves they made. I also have a hard time, like, they've been sweetening the audio for almost a decade at this point. So I have a hard time believing that a crowd is can even possibly hijack a WWE show. No, but what can happen is because of social media, right, if the crowd's just going bonkers and booing and booing and booing and people – are only hearing cheers and cheers and cheers at that point that's when people start to throw shit or that's yep. when things start to get ugly right? right like you have a real mob and we've we've seen with these mega shows security is not able to handle jack squat nope. right i mean seth rollins got jacked and that was on a right. straight up jacked on and that was a on raw. a monday night raw yeah. of all things like so it's i don't know it's it's a very it, okay so we got the uh elimination chamber saturday yes right uh, how are we feeling let's go i'm, I'm gonna start s- establishing some baselines so on a scale from one to ten how excited are you for this particular show uh i'm gonna pull the trigger on a seven okay so you're into okay. it because i because much like the royal rumble the chamber is a fun match mm-hmm. yes um you know if you take all of the things around What's going on out of it? I do like watching an elimination chamber match. Yeah. Sure. So, I'm around the same. Uh, I'm not as crazy about the chamber match in general as he is. Uh, I think it's more of you know there's still some compelling stories. You know you have a surprise entrant in the women's uh, elimination chamber match. I don't think that's been announced yet. So if they, if they hold that surprise off, that's going to keep my interest. Um, I would like to see Brock and Roman for the title. So I am pulling for Brock on Saturday. So yeah, it's got my interest. Uh, I'm surprised we're not getting an edge match anywhere hmm. on the card as of now. True. Yeah. Uh, with it being in Saudi. I mean, they did get Goldberg, but, you know, both Goldberg and Edge were at the last show. Uh, you know, but, but yeah, they Roman seem and Goldberg. to love the legends. Yeah, very much so. And that's what, you know, and like, like I said last week, I'm okay with Roman Goldberg because of when it's happening. Goldberg doesn't have a shot. Right. We're doing Roman and Brock at Mania. So to do it just so you can say you did it in Saudi, whatever. Get it over with. Yeah. Absolutely, I agree. I, with the noon kickoff, I, I I'm I have very little interest. I don't know okay. that I'm even going to watch it. All right, I probably will, but man, I'm just you know, the fact that it's in Saudi and the fact that they're like sort of that does even it's throwing storyline in there, which I get smart move, right? Like 
it, it shakes off some of the, the the people who have been avoiding the Saudi shows. But right. it's not as though it's not as though they've been giving us great stuff, right? So yeah. it's like shit. You're gonna get me to cave on my political views, but also give me a garbage show, which is right. you know That's, more or less what I'm expecting. Right. Um, the women's stuff, I think, could be excellent, and I do agree that that's a progressive move. But, you know, I mean, it's sort of ends justify the means kind of situation. Right. I'm not so sure about that myself. But Yeah. Well, and you talk about, you know, not being able to hijack a show for the crowd. It doesn't matter what it sounds like live on, on Peacock or on TV when you're watching. The Internet, social media is a thing. Yeah. And the, the, and you mentioned people throwing things. You're also going to get those people when they hear when you, all you're doing is booing. And you hear cheering, they're just going to pull their damn phone out. Yes. And they're going to take That's, a nice little 30 second clip. At some point, yeah. if they just sweeten, it's going to trend. Yeah. Here's the booing at WWE, yeah, right? By and the then way. Once, once the Wolves, I mean, once I smell that, you might get me to go to a WWE show if I can then, you know, yep. add, like, yeah. add to the trending of exactly. WWE getting booed. <laughs> <laughs> It is just again holding up a big sign saying, "I paid thirty dollars to boo this shit." Yeah, yeah. Yep, <laughs> a sign. I am not cheering. <laughs> I'm not cheering. That's so great. And I do. You know what I do is when I hear chants, uh, and I don't know. You guys may have started doing this because when they they do that kind of crap, is I watch the crowd. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. To see is that chant actually Where, happening? Can right I now? spot anybody actually following that chant yes. or not? And to their credit, the the you know, RK bro legitimately gets those chants. Oh yeah. So, yeah. you know, they, and you know, Seth Rollins fair, gets it. Oftentimes the chants start in the sheep seats, right, which are not on TV. Sure. So I don't think outside of the Thunderdome – okay, outside of the Thunderdome era, I have been skeptical of the people who say, oh, it's all sweetened, it's all sweetened, it's all sweetened. Because right. I never – like I when I've gone to live shows, uh, when Shane McMahon returned in Detroit a couple years ago, like I didn't – like I felt that the crowd there – had the energy that I was experiencing on the TV every week. For sure. So I, I think that there's long been conspiracy theories. Now, of course, during pandemic, it was right. plain as day. They, they very clearly were pumping in sound. And I believe Stephanie McMahon in an interview um, sort of coming out of the Thunderdome said, well, yeah, we're going to use all of the, you know, we've learned a lot about producing during this time, and we're going to use some of that. Yeah. So um, yeah. real quickly, uh, NXT having uh, cameraman in the ring. Good stuff. <laughs> Anyone hear about that? I did not. I what did is not. This? What is this? <laughs> I, oh, you got the I, scoop. I, maybe I'm. Maybe I, I believe it was NXT this week. Um, <laughs> I, I was reading. The only NXT I thing. I the only NXT thing I had seen was uh, something on uh, one of the dirt sheets about like Braun Breaker not being ready for the top of the card. No, yeah, you are right. It was NXT. Hold on. But yeah, you don't need the people doing calisthenics outside of the ring. You just let the actual bounce of the ring <laughs> ruin the shots for you. Well, that's always the fun thing when you watch a referee, too, especially in those ring-breaking spots, when you watch the, the oh, referee yeah. kind of yeah, like, yeah. whoa, Because yeah, yeah. that thing friggin' bounces, man. <laughs> one more thing, WWE, before we move on to AEW. It's been five years, as of yesterday, since the Festival of Friendship. Yeah. Yeah, and shout out to uh, Kevin Owens for changing that to his profile picture. Yes, on Twitter, hell yeah, getting everybody talking, and then Chris Jericho uh, retweeted it. And don't know the exact quote; I don't have it in front of me, but I know I included. Hopefully, I see you soon, or something along those lines. So, of course, yeah. now everyone's like, "What the hell is going on?" Oh, of on? course. Okay. Yeah, well. Why not have some fun with it? By the way, yes, it was NXT with the cameraman in the in the ring. Uh, I guess they're going to try it out. They have NXT Vengeance Day coming up. Again, I gave up on NXT. 
So I don't know. I, wouldn't so, you be annoyed as fuck if you were at the live? Like if you were an audience member and there was like. If I'm a wrestler, the, the, the I'm annoyed if I'm the wrestler. I'm annoyed if I'm the ref. I'm annoyed if I'm a, a crowd member. Like literally during a match, a referee is in the ring. A cameraman, yeah. Or a, I'm sorry, yeah, a camera. Yes, Chuck. <laughs> a camera. Literally during the match, a referee is in the ring. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's been a thing for a while. How are they going to hold the ladder for them if they're in the ring? Now, I, will, I will say everything I'm seeing says just camera in yeah. the ring. Well, cause so like it makes they, me wonder if they're going to have one just from the ceiling. Oh, that's fascinating. Oh, then, yeah, one of, one, one of the cranes. Of the, one part of the ring just conspicuously never gets used. Yeah, right. I mean, I, hopefully it's movable. In the end, I, I think it's bad because, and we've mentioned this with AEW doing it, you can't have it too close in the ring because then it looks like shit. I do because like, you can see every I do like little, the turnbuckle cameras. I wish they used them more. I don't, I don't mind it for AW. replays, but when they use it uh, you know, just during a live shot and you can see them setting them themselves up also when like, they hang a camera much when they hang a camera above the ring when you get that they usually see it in wwe with like ladder matches yeah. oh yeah the they used to call it what cool. the coyote cam the coyote cam. yeah i love the wild uh, i'm a big cam. fan of the overhead cam that that's some great stuff in fact uh i uh tuned into aew dark this week oh, wow. specifically to see julia hart because i saw the wily coyote cam of her finisher Oh. And I'm I'm still super invested in this slowly creeping super uh, um creepy uh Julia Hart after the Malachi Black sprayed her in the face and she's got to wear this uh this eye patch ah. like it's this very gradual turn. Okay, interesting. It's it's been really fascinating to watch. Also, I had to see I think Abaddon had a match, and. I like watching Abaddon. I like watching Abaddon. And I like listening to Mark Henry be scared of Abaddon. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> So what the hell's going on with uh, Miro? Is just creative's got nothing for you? That's how the can this story? be? How can nobody have creative for Miro? Yeah, I uh, agree. I, I, if we want my opinion on this, we might as well just go into what the hell happened on Dynamite. Okay. Because it's gonna all tie in. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to Dynamite. Yeah, let's. All kinds of stuff happened on Dynamite. This what week. a gr- like. Single night speaking, right? Not thinking about anything the week before, anything else big picture. What a great show of wrestling. Yeah. Like, that's a dynamite that I will go back. It was a good dynamite. And I can watch at any point and just from Moxley teaming with Punk to, of course, the, you know, Keith Lee show up and everything. So Keith Lee's in AEW. Hell yeah. Jay White shows up. Same night. Now, the one confusion I have, not, and this isn't, it's not a bad thing. I'm just like, I don't know. Well, what forbidden door? What are we talking about? Yeah, like, no, Tony he screwed Khan, up. Like he I kept screwed up so bad. Week, like I'm like I don't. None of these names are big like he's saying. And then it's like, right. oh yeah, no, he he just he 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 carnied himself. I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, there was reports that Switchblade was a late addition because he realized that he had botched the forbidden door. Now whether that's true or not, I, regardless, <laughs> it's like yeah, you 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 done goof, kid. He's you can't up. just. Keep yeah. hyping and hyping and hyping and hyping and then have duds. Now, it just so happens that enough people were so excited to see Keith Lee yeet people yes. that it worked out. And and um, uh, Switchblade is Jay White. is it, it was interesting enough, and the show was great, right? Yes. But if you had a dud in there, like it gave anyone uh, you know a few seconds to take a breath and go, wait a minute. <laughs> he he kind of right. botched that, I thought. Yeah, he he completely overhyped it. Not horribly. It's not disrespect to whoever the hell he was actually referring to. 
Uh, you know, and I also, it got confusing because Jay White was the one that kept saying the Forbidden Door, right? But when he promoted the Forbidden Door debut, he said that person was going to face Isaiah Cassidy for the Revolution Ladder Match. Yes. Right, yeah. Well, and they also beat Keith Lee, but Jay White's the one they keep saying Forbidden Door with. So it's well, yeah. they also confusing. spent a week saying Tony Khan has a big announcement. He didn't announce nothing. Yep. We just watched <laughs> the wrestling show and new people came out. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, listen, it, it was a great show, single you know, single night showing, right? They have way too much shit going on, yeah. and they they are turning into a company that each week, single show speaking, sure, it was a cool show. Long term, you guys are just doing shit. Someone has referred to it as the revolving forbidden door, and that is really what he runs a risk of turning his company into right now. Yeah, it's true. It is, you know, because it's just you're just doing shit. You hit your. I've seen terms of hoarding talent. Very true, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that you are like sure the moment of Keith Lee showing up. Huge Keith Lee fan. I popped. I was happy for him. Hell yeah! It was the greatest he looked in a long time. And that includes his NXT title run. And they picked the fir- uh, perfect opponent to make him look good, yes. too. Yes. Like, if anything, I w- Isaiah Cassidy, right? Yep. If yes. anything, I came out of that match not only happy to see my boy Keith Lee, but a little bit more of an Isaiah Cassidy fan, because wow, did he make him look good. Oh, right. yeah, that throw was amazing. Oh, right? my that gosh. Like yeah. the highlight of the week. And all the references to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes. And yeah, Uncle Phil passing out jazz. Yeah, that's, a, that's some funny stuff. Huge fan of that. Yeah, and, and, and I think if Erica were here, <sighs> she would also say that having Jay White there is a huge deal. It is like, and I said this individually. Keith Lee looked great individually. Jay White in the middle of this Adam Cole Young Bucks situation, sure. whatever. Good move. You just have way too much going on. Because you think about the names that they've debuted, and you get excited for a Keith Lee, but what does this mean for Keith Lee in the long run? Will I see him before Revolution? I don't freaking know because they have so many people. Andrade has just been walking around backstage right. for a month and a half at this point. Well, they, they're they clearly leading up to something, That's thankfully. fine, but I haven't seen him wrestle. In, right, pull the in, trigger. I in, hear you. You I know, you. like yeah. three and a half weeks, he's such a good talent. Brian Danielson's finally having a match on Dynamite yep. for the first time since he wrestled Adam Page. Right. He had this whole thing with Moxley uh, two Dynamites ago, and he wasn't even on Dynamite the following Wednesday. Mox was just casually teaming up with Punk, and Danielson was nowhere to be found. I think that's our long-term storytelling. That's fine, and Danielson was on Rampage for an interview talking about that, but it just turns into you guys have way too much going on. You don't have two rosters. It should be flipped. We talk about WWE needing one roster. AEW needs two rosters. And you need two completely different shows where you're telling these stories every single week. Because if I'm a fan buying you know, a ticket to AEW, as much as I would, I'm not saying I wouldn't, but at the same time, I don't know if I want to see my favorite. Right, right? it's true. Like, at least I know when I go to Raw and I'm a Seth Rollins fan, I'm seeing Seth Rollins. But I have a better shot of seeing Brock Lesnar right now every single week than I do any of my individual favorites on AEW unless he's already announced for a match before Dynamite. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Darby Allen barely gets screen time. Darby Allen and Sting have been like what? A minute and a half of airtime a week because they have way too much going on. They are just doing shit and individually like moment speaking, cool. Dynamite last week, cool. Keith Lee showing up great moment, but long-term wise every single week you guys are just doing shit. You're just And it's really weird to think that like when WWE essentially started hoarding talent, started giving out pretty big contracts mm-hmm. so people wouldn't jump ship, it made sense. I can't imagine 
like the logistics of Tony Khan going like, man, I got to lock this person down. Like, what do you got to lock him down from? Right. No, I think that he's just like a kid in the candy store and he's overextended himself. Right. Yeah, well, like he's, he's a kid playing a video game. He can't get his hand out of the jar. Yeah. Right. Or he's a he's, kid playing a video game. He's on GM mode, but he doesn't realize there's actual money attached yeah. ratings attached and you're, you're stuck to two three hours of tv time a week that's okay i used to hate having to figure out contracts in gm mode too i just wanted to dra- i just wanted to draft guys and have, know, have like, the cool roster and make right. cool matches yeah so i mean again keith lee looked great jay white that's a, but uh, what is it going to lead to something like jay white's having a match on rampage right so maybe we see him every week but when's keith lee's next match like it, i have a weird feeling we're not going to see keith lee till revolution Hmm. Not because of Keith Lee, but because they have so much going on that, right. like, okay, hey, you've already qualified. We might give you one match before Revolution, but it's right. like, if I'm a Keith Lee guy, like, if 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 one of a big name showed up in WWE this week, and it's someone I'm excited about, I know if I buy a ticket to next week's WWE show, I'm gonna see him. Mm-hmm. If I'm a Keith Lee fan, if I buy a ticket to this week's Dynamite, I, there's a decent chance I'm not even gonna see him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Danhausen fans. Danhausen, right? Sure. Very Danhausen has been on TV. I think a ton of Danhausen fans are not necessarily wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. And so the, when they tune on AEW, they expect to see Danhausen. Yes. Right. And uh. he's seen since Danhausen, Dan, if you include his debut, he's been on TV a combined, what, four minutes? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. but in three and a half minutes have been standing oh, be outside a slow the roll, But I think you're right. Like, they need to figure out more, like, maybe one minute promos, yeah. pre recorded stuff. Like, because like you said, Jay White's going to get some TV time. You know, the House of Black, um, basically, what took a week off, or did, were they on Friday? I don't even. No, I don't. I think I they don't were think just gone. Right. So they that's a, that's a huge and compelling right story. There, They're just like, all right, we need you guys to sit out because we got too much stuff. And yeah, uh, you know, Miro is is annoying. I, I was loving where Miro was going. All his promos right. were, I thought, excellent. And then all of a sudden, he was just like, no, nah, no more Miro for right now. You know, how much longer before some of these guys go? You know what? WWE doesn't have much going on. Miro would get consistent TV time on WWE right now. Mm-hmm. How long before he goes? Well, that's what I mean by like it's a weird. It's weird if hoarding talent is the the mindset because you've got so many people in AEW now that like if you even had that thought, you could go to a Chris Jericho or a John Moxley or a Keith Lee and be like, "Hey, man, I'm not getting a lot of TV time. Do you think it's worth it to even you know pick up the phone and try and call them over there?" And most of them would be like, no, 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 no. But here's the thing, though. It's only a matter of time before Cody rears his ugly head again. (laughs) Yeah, the fact that we get that. You know, and it's, it's, for me, it's almost more irritating, and I say irritating, not infuriating, right? It's difference there, Mm -hmm. of WWE uh, cutting all the people they did. I'm almost more irritated with AEW signing all these guys. Right. Having them appear and then just fucking hiding them backstage. Right. Then I was at WWE cutting a bunch of people. Right. Because I knew that those guys are going to land somewhere. Right. And it's scary. Karrion Cross is still floating out there. Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman. I know Braun's made a couple spot uh, appearances. They're still th- floating around out there. So I'm, I feel more annoyed with AEW doing that because now I genuinely can't see Andrade or Malachi Black or Miro because you're sign- you've signed him. And you're not using him. WWE cut him, but I knew at least once his non-compete was up, I was going to be able to see him somewhere. Right. You're literally hi- like holding him back from doing anything. I'd rather be in WWE right now. 
I think that the the bonus for staying in AEW, if you're a Miro or something like that, is the the openness of like, do you want to go do an independent show? Go ahead, it's fine. Just make sure you're at TV Wednesday, even though I'm not going to use you. Right. Like, it, just make sure you, you're well and you can you can show yeah. up. But I think once you're you're a level of name as Miro is, as Malachi Black is, whatever, use me. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. as much as it's cool to show up in independent shows. And I say this with the risk of sounding disrespectful to independent shows, so I'm going to throw that out there, no disrespect, but I'm better than just showing up in independent shows. Put me on your, why do I not have a storyline? Why am I not on TV every week? Why am I not at the pay-per-views? You know what I mean? Like, that's cool, I can show up independent shows, but I'm going to show up for TV to sit in the back. I'm better than this. Well, yeah. I, I'm sure there's, just like any industry, just like our industry, there's multiple mindsets when it comes to that. There's people like John Moxley that just love to wrestle, man. Sure. Like I don't, I don't care if I'm in a story or I'm in the top of the card as long as I get to wrestle because it's the part I like, I like a lot. When the red yeah, those kind of people. Out. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm sure there's a lot of people that think like you do of like if I'm not at the top of the card, what am I doing here? Like, yeah. Why am I not on TV? Use me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like at least we saw whether or not we liked what you know Rusev was doing or whatever. At least we saw him every week. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think it's for a wrestling company. You'd rather if you're taking either extreme. I'd rather be in WWE's position right now than AEW's, because AEW is risking pissing off a hell of a lot more people than WWE is, because WWE still has quality names that people like, and you know damn well at WrestleMania or any other big show or now even the TV shows, you're gonna get those names, and you're still gonna be able to put on a quality card. Where AEW, on the other hand, you have a lot of great names. You can put on good, you know, good matches because you have good names. But there's only so much TV time. You're gonna have to hold off multiple quality names. And you like sure Brian Danielson gets over, but you couldn't put CM Punk on the show. And the big CM Punk fans that showed up for your show tonight are now pissed off. Yeah. And Keith Lee just showed up. Dan Housen just debuted. I haven't seen him since. Like I, I get more frustrated as a fan in that situation than I am in WWE not having enough, but at least I saw everybody that's there. Oh, I don't, and we've already seen the crowds getting crass with their chants, and that's not going to end with Cody, right? right. Like, right yeah. now, that's what we're getting. All of this are, you know, like speculative risks, right? Like, we don't know. Um, sure. You know, it's not like I'm going to go to a show and, and start um, creating a fuss because Miro's not there. Yeah. But I'm definitely kind of annoyed. It's going to be very interesting to see how many people get um, released essentially as their contracts who, who is yeah. allowed to walk away as contracts expire right, right. Like we're just not going to resign you kind of thing um, I think he's got to do a lot of it there's just yeah. so many you know as we say the uh, the cast of thousands Team Joe, the numbers don't lie the numbers that's don't fair lie. that's absolutely and, fair um, I think AEW has the one thing that the WWE doesn't have in this situation and that is uh, not as much bad will or not bad but like the WWE, they have a ton of goodwill right now, whereas right. WWE has burned all their bridges already. Right, yes. the WWE has consistently disappointed the longtime wrestling fan enough that, like, when you disappoint me now, I'm like, yeah, I figured you were gonna. Whereas when AEW disappoints me now, it's like, ah, you missed this one. It's fine. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. They're they're new, right? Like, yeah. you know, AEW. But he's still definitely painting himself new. into a corner. There's no. Yeah. Doubt no. About there's. That. Yeah. There's no question. Well, and I think what what adds to my frustration is, and I'm not saying either of these guys individually are doing a bad job or anything, but when you have a CM Punk and MJF feud that's been going on as long as it has, but then Brian Danielson hasn't been on TV as much, or Miro, or all these guys right. haven't been on TV that's as much, but MJF and CM Punk have been doing this for three freaking months. 
Granted, we got a great match out of it, but now we're getting a rematch out of it after last week. Well, it has been very good, and it has been teasing the flip of Wardlow. You know, right? That's um, cool. But, but I, I think I agree. They should you pull the replace. Trigger. Well, and I think you replace CM Punk, like a couple of those CM Punk MJF segments where they were basically saying the same thing over and over when CM Punk was chasing down MJF. Replace that with a Miro match one week. Replace mm-hmm. that with you know something you know something someone that hasn't been on TV. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I think, you know, it, it, they're almost get, we say WWE is complacent and content, right? AEW is almost content. I say Tony Khan feels like he's content because so many people are against WWE right now, including superstars that like, I, I'm not going to use this guy for three weeks because I know he's happy here. And I know I'm not running the risk of losing him, but how long do you have that leeway? Right, right. Before you can, they go, bro, you haven't used me in a month and a you half. You continue to compile the log jam yep. instead of loosening yep. it up. I totally agree with you there. I, I, it's interesting. I think the one downside of CM Punk, and you know, of course I wasn't a fan at all, but I've been enjoying his AEW run quite a bit, is that you sort of have to give him to the audience. And so that, and, and right. boy, like apparently once you let CM Punk out, he gets as much time as he wants, right? Mm-hmm. Like he gets on that mic and he just talks. Yeah. It's like a and whole he takes long his time. ass segment. You can tell like, he's taking his time too. Yes, yes. It's like, can we figure out, like have CM Punk come out early and then maybe do a video package for the for the home audience <laughs> so that we don't have to, like, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting year. It's going to be an interesting year because there's yeah. just so many people on that roster and they are thankfully starting to put a little bit more into the women's division. Yeah, and, which is also going to take some some time away. So right. you know, well, it's like we can't have everything, but Tony wants us to feel like we can have everything, and eventually you, that's going to wear thin, right? Eventually we're going to go. Oh wait, like you said, it's if if is my favorite signee going to turn out to be like a call up from NXT? Right. It makes me think what the next step in the plan is, because for for the longest time, like uh, they did the pay per view. So the first step was, can we get a TV deal? And then they get a TV deal, and the next step was like, well, can we get a second night? And now we've got a second night, and so like, and we've got pay per views like what five, maybe six a year. So is the next step monthly pay per views? Like, I hope not. I I would much rather see the next step be two hours on Fridays up against Thank SmackDown. You. Yeah, and, up and, against SmackDown, and not it, it, whether they extended the two hours or not. And I don't hate Rampage right now, but it, because of how much they have going on, they need to promote it as a third hour of Dynamite instead of promoting it as like the whole main event thing, and we, we have two matches and whatever. Mm-hmm. The pace should be the same thing as Dynamite. It should feel like, like legitimately as if they just added a third hour on Wednesday nights. And just keep it going, right? I should not be seeing any of the same people Wednesday and Friday. I wonder. I don't need to promote, like cross-promote. I just wonder keep it going. if it would benefit AEW to actually seek out some writers who have worked in the WWE in the past. Yes. Seek out, like, like you know, Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, worked for, for a while and has a, a podcast talking about his time in the WWE. Like, what if you just bring him in for, like, six months and, and, and say, like, what should we? What do you think we should do? I have to believe there are people there, though, right? Like, I don't know what the full roster is, but right, you know, and so many of the people they brought in early were old timers that would, you know, have a pulse on the the previous wrestling right world. Well, well and I I feel like, you know, one thing at least writing wise they need to get away from is as the forbi- the forbidden door is cool. It's it's been established. It's always a possibility. 
they have to stop relying on that to draw people right. to their shows. It feels like once a month, if not twice, a right. dynamite or a pay-per-view is being hinted at who's going to show up. Mm -hmm. You Promote who you got. You yeah. Put that effort into who you got. You have more. Than, I know there's cool names out there, mm -hmm. but you have more than enough to keep us interested if you start giving us fun swerves and turns and storytelling within that. But every month, it feels at least one dynamite. It's some form of... Oh, surprise entrant. Oh, surprise opponent. Who's going to show up? And that takes away. It feels like, it feels like a restart every time. Yeah. Right? It, it, like No matter how big the name is, or it feels like a restart where, okay, now Jay White's showing up and Keith Lee. Let's see what type of storytelling. Yeah. How, does, how, does then, this, how does this reshuffle the deck? Right. But and then, then by the time you've actually. Revolution is in three weeks. By right. the time you've actually gotten used to how the deck is reshuffled, it happens all over it, again. Exactly. And Revolution's in three weeks. And. There hasn't been a pay-per-view where they haven't had someone appear yet. And they really need to get... I've, I've said that a, a few times because we've been talking about how big their roster is. For sure now, you have to get away from you know, having people debut. Having, you don't need it. You really don't. Yeah, I feel like instead of Jay White making an appearance on Dynamite, wouldn't it have been more interesting if at the pay-per-view you might have some kind of cabal from New Japan show up and do something crazy... Yep. But then not appear on Dynamite the next week. Right. And everyone's like, wait a minute, what's going on what with this? What the hell was that? And then the next pay-per-view, maybe they come in and do yeah. something, right? Like true long-term storytelling. Sure. sure. Not not teasing that this is going to be my week-to-week, -week, only to find out that it's like, oh, well, I'll get Miro the second and fourth quarter of the year. <laughs> right. right? Like, but at, the, sa so at we, the same time, when's wouldn't, Miro season? wouldn't we be sitting here <laughs> complaining like two weeks later about the fact that this happened and there's been no explanation whatsoever? Yeah, I feel like if they were talking about it, though, like they could they could save that by even just the commentary team yeah, well, yeah, mentioning it. Could, yeah, you know, he could talk for two talk hours about, about dynamite. <laughs> yeah, time and age. like what? What the hell happened? Like Whatever. Throw a tweet out there. You know what I mean? Something like a social media video. Something yeah. to explain that. Yo, yeah, we ain't showing up on dynamite and just cut a promo as to why you're not showing up on dynamite. It's not worth your time. There's your storytelling right there, and now you can kind of tell where that's going. I, I just feel like it, and then abuse Brandon Cutler, the cameraman. Yeah, yeah I, I love that. By the way, that's a good. <laughs> that's always guys. great. Yeah. You know, Fun I bit. just you have way too much going on. And, you know, one thing we haven't brought up yet is Adam Cole and Adam Page are probably going at Revolution. Mm -hmm. Adam Cole uh, confronting Adam Page after a bloody match with Lance Archer. By the way, it was neat that he didn't I attack like him when the red water comes <laughs> out. I had not really noticed how much Danhausen moves like salad fingers. Oh no! Uh, no, <laughs> no! I I hadn't put that. And now and now you can't unsee it. I uh, hundred percent. I watched that Ass Boys video like you know right three times a, a week. I actually, like I said, I not only did I tune into Dark because I wanted to see a couple of the women's matches because I saw that like some of my favorites were on there, but I also hunted down this week's being the elite, the Vloghausen because it was the first AEW Vloghausen. Yeah, I, I did too, yes. And then uh, there was something else I was looking for because there's this amazing screenshot that's been going on for a week online of John Silver and Anna Jay. Oh, yes. And yes. it's that goddamn meme where like he's holding a beer and he's got his hand cuffed and he's like telling her something and, and she's, she's like, staring into space like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. And I, I figured it had to be from one of the memes. It had to be a sketch from one of... The shows, and yeah. I did not see it. Oh, I'm not on sure any of them. I'm sure I could ask the folks in the uh, in in the um, in the the, the Facebook page U, uh, meme. 
page and they will know because yeah like please give me the source for that because if there is a sketch connected with that i want to see it (laughs) i will say if you have not seen it there is a really funny sketch on being the elite with adam cole and uh, a couple of the the dark order and Britt baker okay really really funny sketch but I, uh, I I like the pairing of Adam Cole and Adam Page a lot. Oh yeah, I don't yeah. know. Not- so let's double back because we can we we don't have to go too much longer on this episode. But I do want to say um, last week I had brought up the idea of the inner circle breaking up. We clearly got some of that this week. Sure. Yes. Um, what do we think? I thought that uh, Guerrero just like walking off was kind of like eh, it was kind of a lame story beat. Uh, do we think that? Santana and Ortiz are going to make a run at the title. Do you think they should? What do we think about that whole thing? I'm- I think I think they should. I feel like the inner circle and kind of Jericho in general is kind of in the same position as Cody Rhodes is. We don't want to see you. Yeah. You know, it, it, it stars like that. No disrespect. I'm sure he's done great things, blah, blah, blah. Respect, respect. But, you know, <laughs> you've brought so many good names in. It's the most disrespectful respect <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's 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 respect, because respect respect yeah, yeah whatever blah 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 <laughs> no it's one of those things where you've brought so many names in why do I why am I still seeing Jericho on my TV why is he still in a main story conversation yeah. when you have so many younger popular names on your roster Jericho can go and broadcast on Rampage every week and that's more than enough. Cody can run things from behind the scenes, and that's more than enough. Those two need to realize, and the writers need to realize, that's where they are in their careers. Well, I'm sure that's tough on Tony Khan, too, because especially when you've got somebody like Jericho who's there since the beginning, like you're more apt to listen to him when he's got opinions or he's got that's ideas That's fine, and stuff. but if you tell him, hey, we're not using you, and he says, then I'm walking, I'm going to say, okay. Because I'm pretty sure nobody's going to bat an eye of Jericho walking out in AEW. But if Miro come, turns around tomorrow and says that he's done because he's, does, he's not getting enough TV time, that's going to cause more of an outrage than Jericho walking. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. I mean, really? he, certainly was a, I don't know. he certainly was a cornerstone I, of, the, of the show, that's right? That's fair. No, but I'm I, talking about what, business room, is business. Though. For the people in this room versus, I mean, people seem to still love Jericho. Oh, yeah. People you know? love singing Judas, man. Oh, yeah. No, so, which people I love understand. singing Judas. Well, still love. Not Jericho, right? Because right? once Judas is over, nobody cares about the match he's in. Everyone's waiting for that damn inner circle meeting to be over so we can get on with the show. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like they love they love that moment. That's fun, cool, because you got thousands of people singing like that. Who wouldn't be into that, right? Yeah. How many theme songs have got Fandango, right? Like not not a knock on him, good guy. But the crowd going, right? Like that was such a great moment. But were we pushing for Fandango to be WWE champion? No. We just like that moment. And that's where Jericho is. And you know, when they were the fashion police, I kinda wanted Fandango. I didn't mind that, right. But to me it's business is business and sir, like no offense, Jericho, but especially compared to the names that we have right now, people don't really want to see you. So, hey, you can you know broadcast on Rampage. You can help us out backstage and maybe get a moment here and there, a match here and there, but you're going to be more part-time. Same with you, Cody. You don't like it? Okay, we have more than enough names to hold us over. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of where it needs to be. I do think that the inner circle is kind of stale. I think that it's definitely yes. holding Sammy Guevara back. I, th- I think that's why Sammy just kind of walks on him because he's – Practically full face now. Yes. And like if he's still teamed with the inner circle, he is dragging them into good guy mode, whereas they their strength was in being bad guys. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like they go into the room and they're like, they pitch ideas and everyone's like, yeah, I think it's time to split up. Yeah, I think it's time to split up. Yeah, I think it's and then Goober Mick, no charisma's like. No, no, no. We got to keep the group together. Yeah. We got to keep it. That's a terrible way to talk about Jack Swagger. No, no. But I'll have nothing to do. We definitely got to keep the group together. (laughs) I need something to do on Wednesdays. I booked it off my calendar. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. It's. I love Santana. I will say if my choices are Jack Swagger or Miro, I'll pick Miro. Yeah, right. Anytime. (laughs) Yeah, I love Santana or Ortiz. I I wouldn't mind a run for them separate after this match with Jericho and Hager on Wednesday. But yeah, I, Inner Circle, it's kind of eh, right? And they've also announced Sammy Guevara is facing Darby Allen Wednesday night. Yeah, that's weird because like that's a why are you not holding that for the pay per view? I like, feel I feel <sighs> like I feel like it's whereas everything else can make some kind of story sense. This specifically feels like it's out of left field. Yes, and it also makes me feel like it could go either way. It's it could go either. It's a great match. Excited to see these two. Like it's gonna be awesome, right? You hope so, for sure. You would hope so, but it's out of left field. Like Darby just confronted Sammy, like what a week ago. I'm wondering if it's like okay, so it's it's week three. This is Darby's week. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right, and that's where it's like, <laughs> where did we where did we leave him? Yeah. But like, why you're so close to the pay per view? Hold it for the pay per view. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that match. That's such yeah, because, a high because ma- you expect that Sammy will fight somebody at the pay per view. He's a title holder, and how is he going to top this? <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm excited for the match. I, it's, yeah, it single, should be very interesting. It's sing- my worry with AEW, like who can complain about a Sammy Darby match? It's out of left field, yeah, but it's going to be a great fucking match, right? The thing is, is I'm AEW if they continue booking this way they're going to run out of gas because again it's just doing shit you're not building to anything and at that point it's just you're going to run out of shit to do because you're not strategically booking anything it feels to to some degree like in some with some stories they're building so slowly that it doesn't feel like they're building to anything but then with other people it feels like they're not building towards anything right because they're focused on building these other things well and of course the juxtaposition like the the they're not yet at a point where they're competing with themselves, right? They're still yeah. competing with WWE. And it's so different because there are just so many interesting talents that mm-hmm. you, you literally could go for months and months and months just giving interesting, you know, if you did, did no stories, no promos, right. just yep. matches, there'd be all kinds of great performances. So, you know, I think that I think they've got plenty of goodwill still. Sure. But yeah, I, think I agree. That all these, these concerns are legit. I think that... As long as they keep having shows like like I mean at the end of last week's show I was like I'm this this is how I would want to in, spend my Wednesday evening sure. <laughs> like right. I enjoyed this thoroughly. Uh, yeah. My worry worked. is how much longer can they keep that up? Right. No. And I, that's I, the thing. I absolutely I absolutely, absolutely hear you, and I, I don't have much argument against it. I, I think they can do it for a good while still, but yeah, I think we're gonna have to start seeing a lot of names being shed. You know, yeah. like I don't think we're gonna get. Uh, six months or a year from now, a time where it's like, okay, now we're gonna elevate the Dark Order and make Evil Uno the, the heavyweight champion, right? Yeah, like that's that, true. Like that ship has sailed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Which is, I was just thinking about that the other day. It's fascinating that I think it was one of the first pay per views that like the Dark Order 
showed up and it was literally like evil uno and i think one or two other people and a just a bunch of dudes in masks yeah yeah they and were they, just like the, the weird guys and they used them as a throne and yeah and then <laughs> they just beat the crap out of i think it was like cody and Our somebody Nate else said that it was a uh jobber uh faction yeah totally <laughs> And yeah, so yeah, I, all these things are legit. All these things are legit. I think that flushing out a lot of people, you could make. I I think right now, outside of the women's division, when you look in the men's division, the idea that Tony Khan wants to develop young talent, and I don't mean uh, the the Darby Allens of the world, but I mean like the known the the people that we haven't heard of yet, right? Like he wants to keep putting them on dark, like. No, at some point you're going to have to make one of those online shows, like give it a theme, give it some oomph, and start yeah, putting yes. some talent on it, right? Like yeah. I want to see Miro. I want to see yes. Miro wrestler. Uh, right now we're just sort of talking about it. Six months from now, uh, you know, I might be a little more upset about it if, if we're still getting right. No Name McJoe on Dark and Miro's only doing his Twitch channel. Yeah. Especially if it goes from dirt sheet saying – there's some rumblings backstage that people aren't happy versus people showing up on social media and saying, this sucks, I am not happy, right? We haven't gotten that yet. It's yeah. all just been these little, like... Wasn't, wasn't, uh, that, was it uh, Brian Cage's wife? Yeah. That was yeah, complaining was, about... Yeah, yeah, and of course... And the, that's another name. Like, I'm not, not a big Brian Cage, Mark, but at the same time, like... But, like, he's impressive as hell. Yes. And we don't, like, th yeah. there was a whole story built. Like, they were... Uh, the, the the Taz thing was like and like a right, right. Like and everyone forgot. But they because they don't have time. Right. And you know it, I don't know like especially with the Brian Cage thing I feel like he got hurt, so it was a way to get him off of television. And I now, doesn't feel like that though. And now it's just like we don't know how to plug you back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shout out by the way too. I don't know if you guys saw this. Where did the acclaim show up? Did we see the acclaim show up? Showed up at some show. And Max Caster during his rap took oh, a shot at Brian yeah. Cage. Oh no! And his yes. lack of TV time. I didn't see it. <laughs> yep. Yes, I I, 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 I read I, it I, and I I remember I don't I remember it happening. I don't remember the specifics. I'm I'm a fan of the potential, the talent, and the vibe of the acclaimed. Of course, he said some things in those raps where it's like you got to get him in check for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in general. I like those guys a lot. I like intriguing. I'd and like they're to. They're good. I mean, that's young talent that has been well, well brought up. Right. But yeah, there's just so many. I mean, like when you're looking at the women's names, I'm like, like Mary Battleax. Who the hell is Mary <laughs> Battleax? <laughs> like, what is going on? Who? Let me write this down. That's going to be my new creator wrestler when 2K22 comes <laughs> out. Mary Battleax. In a minute, but. So uh, what, did we Mary think, what did we think about that main event? As much as we hate uh, the America's Top Team, oh, and we're going to end up getting what's-her-name from America's Top Team is going to take up some TV time here right. soon. Her week's going to slot but up because we, they weren't here this week. I was going to say, they totally didn't even touch the Brandy story. Yeah, but next week, next week that a boo fest will happen. Um, I did like I, – I, I'm guessing Jake Roberts' health is probably so poor that he wouldn't have been able to get that turnbuckle off, and that's probably why they brought that guy in. Sure. What's his name there? Uh, Dickie McGee. Uh, <laughs> is it Dickie McGee? <laughs> um, it was really cool of them to 
give Jake a spot in the match, though. Oh, of course. The, the, like, to, tease the, to tease the DDT and get the short-arm clothesline was, like, that was yeah. fantastic. And the whole premise of taking the top rope off so he couldn't do the buckshot lariat was a very that fun. Was very, yeah, that's awesome. Very that mark fun. was good. And and also, it like, you don't realize until it's actually gone. Like, not only does it get rid of the buckshot lariat, but it takes, like, changes of the complexion of a wrestling match entirely, yes. right? Because you cannot use the ropes for anything. Because you've not practiced. Yeah, you, you know, shoot a guy into the ropes and then Rey Mysterioing so off the second. Yeah. Over and you know you just have so I, that was a lot of fun. I really I thought that match was excellent. Yeah, a little too much blood, personally. A little too that's, much. I agree. I agree. It was very gory. I, yeah. I mean, you don't I, need that. I am a person who likes out. But I agree with you. And um, also Murder Hawk, they teased him face. I, and we had Danhausen calling a murder word. Like, murder hawk is over with me. And yeah. now it's like, this feels like, you know, like. I feel like he's over with me. Two or and three I have, years before I have he no gets reason another push for again. Him to be. Like, I feel like he's going to disappear for a minute. <laughs> yeah, and that's sad because of the way he got hurt. Yeah. That spot oh, yeah, off that, the, at the oh, top rope. And that was, that was ugly. Uh, you know, I just, maybe a little too quick into the world title picture. For Could me, be. at least, right? Yeah. Like, have him come back and, you know, run through some people. Yeah, exactly. And lead to this be, Adam Page You match, should book right? him as a monster, which they did they when did he first early, started. They did but you got to restart. Like, that's what happens. Injuries and stuff, you got to re Just restart. like you're doing with uh, Wardlow now. Like, exactly. Continue to remind us by feeding him. Little, uh, yep. Uh, yep. I saw somebody tweet out, uh, AEW is full of twinks for Keith Lee to... Yeet. Yeah. And so like, true. that's it. Just that's have so the murder true. hawk. Where's Marco Stunt when you need Give him, him a month of running through these people to remind us, oh, yeah, this guy's a vicious bastard. Yeah, and think of the spot Keith Lee could do with Darby Allen because you know Darby will fly. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. So if Keith that was, Lee goes to toss yes, I think, Darby. I think heel Keith Lee is a good, yeah. fun move Keith because Lee's of the complexion great. of this. The, the size, yeah. basically, of, uh, of this roster. I'm I cannot wait. Yim shows up, too. I cannot wait for him to shoulder block Adam Cole into the crowd like he did in NXT. Oh, yeah. Because he did that spot, I think, like two, maybe three times. So mm -hmm. you know it's in his back pocket. And watching him, or or those, uh, somebody else pointed out the, the amazing camera angle of, like, Finn Balor backing up in the corner and Keith Lee just raising up with yes, rage yes. in his eyes. Yeah, so great. Great like, oh. yeah the spot I, I love too when Keith Lee showed up and everyone's like, Adam Cole better start running and they showed the the uh the spot <laughs> with him in NXT. Yep. Yeah, no, there, there's a lot of cool spots you could do with that. You know, Lance Archer though, I you know, I love the look on him. Again, he's another there's so many great names that could be title like title contenders, you know, big name pay per view guys. There's almost too many. Yeah. Yep. Right. Well, that's no, what I was going to say about Danhausen too. Is that like, I don't need Danhausen in the ring. I just need to see him for a couple yeah. minutes every week. And the I thing, mean, we need. I'm, speak for yourself. <laughs> yes, first off, they can afford to get the the tequila dance. Well, and uh, well, you know, right. They get but, those musical rights. That's going to be an amazing night. And AEW in general, they need to. And I know they're going to run the risk of copying WWE, quote unquote. Make Rampage two hours and making them their own roster. Like, that's really the only solution. Because even if they try to book it, you know, with the amount of talent they have and they try to book it a little smarter, you're still going to leave people out that should not be left out. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel so, like at the very least, the TNT champ needs to be exclusive to Rampage. Something. And the TBS champ needs to be exclusive something. to Dynamite. TBS champ needs to not be Jade Cargill. As, as good as she is with the look, she's horrible, just is horrible in the ring. 
See, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't get that. I don't, I don't have that issue with. I don't her. think I, she's I also too don't green think for we're going to see her lose anytime soon. Yeah, I think her and Britt Baker. She's way too green for the storyline they're giving her. Fair, to put fair. a title on her, to 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 push this undefeated streak, she's way too green. And I think a person that we could see start to get cranky is Ruby Soho, right? Like, where do you put her if you're gonna, sure if these two are going to be holding on to these titles forever? Right. It's like, and that's the problem, you know. And that's the thing. Like, Jade's got the look; she could be good. She needs to be in a lower card, working on it. See, like, I don't mind her. She's, I, I look at her as a monster. Uh, you know, she, she wrestles fine, like a monster. But she doesn't have to do great things. I, I, I don't know. I don't have a huge problem. I, yeah, I just, you know, especially in a company with monsters. We just talked about Wardlow and Lance Archer, mm-hmm. and we've seen them crush people. Like, it isn't just the fact that they're crushing people. Like, they're Archer and Wardlow are athletic as hell. They're powerful as hell. They're smooth in the ring. They're good in the ring. Sure. That adds to that look. As powerful as they're making Jade look, and she's undefeated, and she's squashing people and whatever, it's sloppy while she's doing it. She's still looking bad while squashing somebody. Well, so if you look at squashing I mean, somebody. She's no Nia Jax. Yeah, right. I was about to say, at least she's not concussing people on a very, weekly basis. Very, very true. Very, very true. But when you can look uh, green and rusty in a squash match, how are you going to look when you, we put you in a pay-per-view match with another quality name? Look at the Ruby Soho match. That finish, like the actual move was ugly because right. it took 45 seconds for her to f- set up how she was going to do it. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking that green in a squash match, when they put her in a legitimate title match where it's supposed to go for 20 minutes with Ruby or Britt or another big name, it's going to make her look even worse. You just reminded me when Jade fought uh, Julia, I mentioned the fact that like, I knew this was going to be a squash, but I was entertained that like they let Julia get some offense in and they had some cool spots in there. Like it felt like it was, it was plotted like a men's match. I felt this. I, I said the same thing while the Keith Lee match and uh, it's not Max Caster. It was Isaiah Cassidy was going on. Like Keith Lee was taking some offense and that was cool. We knew Keith Lee was going to destroy this tiny man. Sure, sure. But yeah. the fact that the, uh, the the tiny man also gets some offense in and, you know, doesn't make it look like he has no business being in the ring with Keith Lee. Yeah. Just that he's fighting a losing battle. Right. And then what is this, this Serena Deeb thing? <laughs> that was... I guess they're trying to make her into, like, a Kurt Angle type yeah. of character. That's... Like, she's going to start doing these... Uh, what is it? The professor's yeah, yeah the cha- rookie challenge, challenge. yeah challenges or something where she's just gonna like I beat up the under talent. Serena Deeb over? Do we? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, I don't know where you're pushing her because like if you look at the two champions in the women's, I don't want to see Serena Deeb and Jade, and I don't want to see Serena Deeb and Britt. So where are you pushing her to go? Yeah, you know? I wonder if the if the girls in the locker room, especially the ones that have been wrestling for any period of time, ever kind of look around the locker room and go, "Am I the Natalia?" Yeah, because that's where I, we were just talking about Ruby Soho. Like, I remember watching her in the WWE and recognizing like, oh, she's this generation's Natalia. Mm. Like, she's just yeah. she's here to make Ronda Rousey look good and then to make Becky Lynch look good and then to make this good. Like, she's she's not here to win the big one. She's right. here to make the other talent look good. Yeah, I think they definitely, you know, as much as they got fem- females on their roster, they need to spend more time adding to that roster than the men's. And I think, again, that adds to my frustration. Why do we, you keep teasing big debuts and every single time it's a male. Give me a big female debut of Mm -hmm. some sort. 
some name. Well, um, what is it? Athena, formerly Ember Moon, just wrestled uh, Thunder Rosa this weekend in an indie show. Well, so yeah, she's back on the market. She's somebody, you know what I mean? Bring me a yim over with Keith Lee. Give us sure. some known names. Build that roster. Because right now, you mentioned those two champions outside of Ruby Soho. I don't know who I would want to take the title off of either one of them. Yeah. And actually hold the title. I do like Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. I love Mercedes she's Martinez and Thunder Rosa, both good. But, you know, I, I like Mercedes isn't there yet. Mercedes is definitely, you know, on her way there. I love her look. I love her vibe. But, you know, in general, like, there's not a lot of options that. Well, it comes back to what you were saying before about, like, there's just not enough TV time for everybody. Mercedes Martinez just hasn't had enough right. AEW TV time to, to convince somebody who just watches AEW TV that, oh, yeah, this she's mean and she could take a champ. And I'll say, you know, we talk about stacked rosters. Think about when WWF was the only thing going, the only show in town. They had all those names, right? Even before the brand split, how often in a week did we get a big name that just didn't show up on TV? Almost never. Right. There's ways to go around it, and I they're just it, not doing it. I've, I've been saying it for years, but I think wrestling, uh, specifically what's going on with the AEW roster, would really benefit from an offseason. For, for like if you had a rotating off season sure. for talent, if like, okay, Cody, you've got December to March off. Yep. Like we'd we'd heal up, hit the gym. Yep. Oh that, and, yes. You know hundred percent agree. Hey, we're not gonna see Miro for three months because it's his off season. This is this is when wrestlers get to especially with professional wrestling because it's such a hard, you know, form of entertainment anyways. You're taking bumps and everything like that. Like taking a couple months off would Probably yeah. really well, helps. Well, they're not doing them. the house shows though with AEW. Yeah, you know, so that takes away a huge amount of the wear and tear. Yeah, that's true. And it's one of the things I think that the people, who, even if they're not getting a lot of TV time, probably do appreciate. Yeah, is um, that like I'm just I'm just here to make it to TV, and even if I'm not on TV. Yeah, it's like yeah, you got a contract. You don't have to worry about your finances for the year. Yeah. You right. Know? Um, I mean, of course, there are going to be people. There, there are many, many more factors than that, and and I think we all agree that the cast of thousands is too big of a roster. But, um, uh, and then does anyone care that uh, uh, Homeboy is now Broski Five Belts, um, <laughs> the NWA <laughs> title? Yeah, I don't know that there's Hardcore anything. Hardcore legend. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything you can do to make me care about that, man. Matt Cardona. <laughs> it's too bad because he's doing great stuff on the indies. And he good really for him. He's doing really yeah, good fun for him. stuff. Yeah. I don't wish see all of it by well. any stretch. I see very little of it. But every time I check in, I'm like, you know what? I never thought I'd like you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still there. Like, good for him. I'm glad he's doing things outside. But, you know, nah, no. Sorry, you're not, you're not over with me. I know we want to get out of here soon. Two things I want to touch on before we go. First off, did we see Bray Wyatt respond to that I list, did. I did. Uh, there was Seth, a Seth responded too. Which Seth is responded too. Not which, a surprise, exactly. but the fact that Wyndham won. Yeah. First off, Wyndham is not verified on Twitter, which blows my mind. Yeah. Um. But uh, there was a list that went out of if Roman Reigns beats Goldberg next week or this Saturday, he would have beaten every Universal Champion within this run, and on that list, of course, was Bray Wyatt, which then Wyndham responded to the tweet saying take that shit down or take my name off that shit right so now of course that's got people talking seth responded to saying lies and so on but yeah. uh yeah no i like you know that's a little different because bray showed up at a wedding two weekends ago now and mm -hmm. that was like his first public appearance right in a while so i i'm very interested to see where he shows up uh i 
I only want to see him in W. I sure as hell don't want to see a talent like that being buried in AEW. He needs to come back to WWE. He really does. And I trust their if he keeps this that style of character, I trust their studios and editing and their production with that kind of shit more than AEW. I want him to cross paths with Rosemary so badly I'd take him an impact in a heartbeat. That too. <laughs> I, and that's another thing too. Carrion Cross, Killer Cross, whatever, go to Impact, dude. Do not show up in AEW. Keith Lee should have went to Impact. These guys could be running shit. Showing, show us how you can be as a world champion. Yes, it's a smaller stage, but you'll be able to be their world champion. But where did Drew McIntyre go to be a, the guy That's true. that led him to be a main eventer at WrestleMania? He went to be the Impact world champion for a while. Yep. And granted, it was a smaller stage. Not many people watched it. The writers and the people that matter were able to see how do you carry a world title. Yeah, I also have a feeling that... There was all that, like, hey, you're the man, you're the man, you're the man. And then there was the, oh, you're not living up to that, so we're mm-hmm. going to let you go. But I have a feeling there was an on the way out, like, yeah. you know, the old man really likes you, so do go out there, crush it, and right. then we're going to bring you back and we're going to push you. Right. Unlike everybody else who are yeah. like, later, nerds. Right. Like, you think <laughs> Rusev's ever going to come back and go, like, oh, man, I'm going to get more over than Rusev Day, and then I'm going to show him, and then they're going to give me everything I want. No, and then I get my always, tank as back. As long as Vince McMahon's there, he's always, you're, you're a foreign heel. Yep, and that, <laughs> that that's just so sad. But more of these guys needed to go to Impact. Quit giving into the AEW hype. You really need, for your own sake. Look at Bobby Lashley, another one. Went to TN, or Impact. Yeah, I went TNA, to Impact and just was the it. guy there, and then now he's back, and he was in a world title match at WrestleMania you last year. You know who's the great grandfather of doing that? Our Truth. <laughs> back when they were yep. just a a pay per view, like a ten dollar pay per view yep. every Wednesday. He was the guy showed up and took the title off of Jeff Jarrett. Yep, <laughs> it was like Jarrett. holy crap! It's Ron Killings. It's the guy who was yeah. K Quick. And he teamed with. And he's a, super good. And he teamed with a football player. Adam Pacman Jones went there for a run, actually. Really? Yeah. He that. teamed with him, and they. I think they were tag champions there, and everything. Yeah, excellent quarterback yeah, there. Fun, right? And then the other, uh, actually, just going around the interwebs today, uh, the 2K22 roster, the ratings were revealed, and there's a picture of Elias from there, mm. and he's wearing something that no one's ever seen before. It looks like a Randy Savage. At least that's what a lot of people are explaining it as. Uh, Randy Savage style gear. Everyone's like, when the hell did he ever wear this? So if it's given us everyone's a- everyone's thinking that when they were doing the vignettes and they were trying to get him out of his rock star gimmick, that that was what he was going to come back as. I love when they do several weeks of gimmick uh, replacement and then decide that creative has nothing. <laughs> and then pull yeah, the goddamn plug. You know what? <laughs> a slipshod organization Vince McMahon is running these yep. days where he's like, well, I want to see him on TV, but. Just okay. So record forty vignettes, and we're gonna play them until I, the artiste that I am, decides exactly how we're gonna use them. Right. And it's like watches, 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 watches. Seventeen weeks in, he's like, pee joke. Yeah. Everyone's like, come on, come on. And by the way, what is going on here? By the way, you're released too. Yeah. So, <laughs> you're out of a job at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Just the way you deliver, like you snapped your fingers, like P 
joke. Got it. <laughs> That'll get kill us ratings. Me. Oh, you yeah. killed me. And it's great, too, the whole Vera's coming thing, which we'll see if that happens on Raw oh tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. He is the nicest guy in the world on Twitter right now. Every day he just tweets out, like, hope everyone is well, wishing you hell. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, they are they are building you up as a monster. Stop. <laughs> like, very nice. That's his character. It. Right. Like, he ends up being the he's, nicest. He's the like, new Festus. Yeah, he he's just a really out. nice guy. And then the bell yeah, rings, he, and he murders yeah, you. Honestly, we'll see. And if you have not watched Brock Lesnar was on Pat McAfee's show today, oh. go watch that damn interview. That okay. dude is as much of the farmer freaking cowboy hat wearing dude. I saw the guy. You, you posted in our chat the. What was that? What? I didn't. Nothing. I don't I, know. I thought I heard a, a something. I thought I heard a, 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 a. All right, let's move on. All right. <laughs> I, I, heard a drop. Not, I don't know what it was. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway. No, he was wearing the cowboy hat and he yeah. broke the table and and yeah, he was really funny. He's, just, he's it was so great. He is as much of the Saskatchewan hunter, uh, butcher, farmer, get away from me guy as he is playing right now. Oh yeah, yep. the best version of Brock Lesnar we've seen, and that interview was great. All right, I feel like I need to like invest more into the Pat Mc McAfee show. You should. It's fantastic. Because looking at like he's fun as hell on SmackDown. Yes. But I'm looking at it, I was like, well, I don't really care about sports, so I don't care. Yeah, he doesn't. The cool thing is, is you know, especially now that he's on SmackDown every week, at least like maybe once a week or once every other week, he has one of the WWE guys on there. Yeah. Um, and they're talking about AEW and everything, and it's funny every time someone mentions everyone, every time someone mentions AEW, the whole show boos and stuff because Pat works for WWE. Yeah, sure. So it's it's fun, but yeah, he's had Michael Cole on there. Seth Rollins, we mentioned. Yeah, there. I know he had Corey Graves on there once. Bobby Lashley was on there. It's yep. great. It's great TV. And I listened YouTube. to a Bobby Lashley interview on um, That's Fun. It's a podcast out of the last podcast network that I don't think is being made anymore. But I was like bowled over by what a delight Bobby Lashley yeah. is. Like yeah. he's just such a like he's just a positive guy. He even says like you're gonna hate me for this, but I'm a positive guy. I wake up and I make my bed and I put on some positive, inspiring stuff. And I, you know, it's like <laughs> good for you, Bobby. You know what? Right. <laughs> it's good for you. He's turning. It's that's what happened with uh, me and my wife and Drew McIntyre. Like he, he, a couple of years ago when he was just following Dolph Ziggler around, he was just a mean mugging yeah, heel. Yeah. Um, he did a couple of like YouTube videos ahead of a WrestleMania where they had a bunch of talent on it. He was just being him. He was being the person he is now. Yeah. When you see him on TV, we're like, damn it. Drew McIntyre is kind of cool. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I, I was so convinced that I hate this guy. I feel like he's just. Seamus. He's think turning he's into very it. Compelling at all, really. He's turning into it. Especially Carries around a sword and does a claymore kick. Great. Right. Yeah. And that's it. He's turning into it. And there he's settling for these BS storylines. The fact that he's in this long of a storyline with Madcap Moss. Oh, Eesh. Madcap Moss. Yeah. If Madcap Moss and Happy, that you talk about booze at WrestleMania, if they try yes. to do a fucking five minute vaudeville set in front of a crowd that right. like, already knows that they're not going to get billion possibilities that Bray Wyatt's out there somewhere. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. like really we're sitting through this. Yeah. We're sitting through it's this. The possibilities of signing or please just start working with AEW so we can start enjoying both shows. Please like one of those two sign some of these guys. <laughs> Cause if you think like individually, well, which do we want? Do you want them to sign more guys? Or do you want them to stop signing guys? I, I'm what do you mean? AEW. Do you want them to no, stop I'm talking about WWE. Oh, okay. I'm talking about WWE. Either sign some of the guys that are out there, give us more, or start working on this forbidden door thing to make your your you know a little more unpredictable. 
We're not getting any forbidden door. I'm telling you, man, it's all about the trademarks. Everything's yep. about the trademarks. They're not bringing other people in. Yep. You don't think ever? Not uh, for a minute. Not for a minute until they get all this settled. Not so without a rebranding. If someone's if, if and a weird gift sold mask. or new contracts down the line, like the next wave of live contracts, I don't think anything's going to no. happen. Man. You don't think anyone currently employed in AEW will ever show up in WWE? No, I mean, well, I think, like, for that. example, when MJF's contract comes up, I think there's going to be heated... That's uh, going to be fun. Uh, I am know, very much looking forward to that. I think Jade Cargill, they're going to go after Jade whenever her contract's sure. up. You know, I think that's a big one. Sure. But, um, you know, I... But again, then it's like, how does MJF sign a contract that says I get to be MJF, not only in name but in character, right? Like, right. How, like, I think it's you know, I don't know like how do you trust them? <laughs> right? Exactly. How do you trust them? Yeah, but I think you know, and I would because MJF is still very young. Money's going to talk too. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and for sure. For if, sure. If WWE promises him X amount of dollars, and we're gonna have you headline all of our big events, including WrestleMania, but this 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 and this he's gonna take it look at oh yeah no they can you can wound with a huge check but look at kevin owens kevin owens has a similar vibe as a person right and you would think he wouldn't just give in to the money or whatever but then now he's older he's got a family he's like yo they're they're taking care of me and my family so as much as sure my character might be a hell of a lot more entertaining in an aew and he probably knows that deep down oh sure sure they're taking care of me over here i would like to see mjf eat the Miz's lunch in WWE, yeah. like totally be like, I, I, I do what he does just better. Yeah, except for he'll get booked as having to be the Miz's sidekick. Yeah, sidekick. Well, yeah, that's he's gonna be Alex here. Riley all over again. Yeah, although <laughs> right, <Dow? laughs> yeah, Miz Dow, right? I will say right now, Miz would beat MJF right now in a promo battle. Probably. No yeah. way. Yes, right now. No way. In five years. MJF isn't. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, is it written by WWE writers? No. Or is he allowed to write his own? Because we don't know what Miz can do on his own because he's only been reading scripts. That's fair. (laughs) I'll give you that much, but I think MJF isn't in his prime, and his feud with CM Punk is showing that. Five years from now, MJF in his prime will beat The Miz in his prime. It's so fun. Right now, though, MJF would not beat The Miz in a promo battle. It's so fun every week to talk to you because, like, there are little things in AEW that drive you up the wall that you're like, like, Jade Cargill looks green. And I'm like, eh, she looks like she, you know, is, is young. And you're like, yeah, that was that move was a little sloppy, but all right. And you're like... MJF's promos with CM Punk really show how green he, you know, how bad yeah. he is at this. And I'm like, not bad, just not. He's not in his prime yet. That's all. So funny to me. That's all. It, that, that's all I'm saying. The, the real capper was like, I hate it when the refs hold the ladder. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that, was like, that was amateurs. I don't care. I, I would will, rather I they hold the ladder to my grave than watch the ladder come right out from under people when oh, they try and do fun moves. I off have been wa- you have been watching wrestling for 20 plus. We've all been watching wrestling for so damn long. How many ladder matches have we watched and people diving off those damn ladders and nothing happens? Now, 25 years later, we decide we need to hold the ladders like that? Stop Somebody it. had a brainstorm. No. It was like, no. I, for one thing, that's the reason why ladder matches nowadays are six and eight and ten people deep because that way somebody is leaning on a goddamn ladder when so you're about to jump off So do that naturally. It. Don't, have the, don't make it look like a circus act. Okay, I got the ladder. You ready? Well, you want to do? Ahead, have a two-person two. ladder match. I've seen plenty of two-person ladder matches where they're just die- – look at how many times you have Jeff Hardy jumped off something – Nobody yeah, and how many times shit? did the ladder come out from underneath him? It, how many? Really? Look at, at all these big moments. Look at the Edge Jeff Hardy moment. No one's touching the ladder on that. 
do you, that's not that, Ma- wait get, a second get, wait a second wait get, a second are we talking better? wrestlemania edge jeff hardy the one that was here wrestlemania 21 no no no, 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 no. i'm talking about uh 17 when he spears jeff hardy off the titles all right, I'll give you that one. That's what I'm saying. Jeff Hardy's WrestleMania 2000, and he does a Swanson on, on the Bubba Ray. No one's touching that ladder. Yeah, because all he's he's just falling off it. But that bum, the minute you try and propel yourself off the top of the ladder, that but thing it is, looks that better. thing's going sideways. But it looks better. It looks better. It's 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 a show. Stop making it look like a freaking circus. Okay, ready? One. No, I might as well count them down. You definitely don't catch it on camera. <laughs> like, come on. Right. You did, exactly. Like, even if the figure that's the problem. problem. Figure out your camera angles. Yeah, yeah that's right. ultimately the problem. They might as well just been sitting there. Okay, ready? One, two. Wait, not yet. Okay, quit. now jump. One, two, go. Quit uh, Quit hiring every talent that becomes free and just like start hiring people that have worked in the WWE and the, on the back end and the cameramen for, you know, Please. like 10 years. The guys that know how to shoot the shit. Please, man. All right. Let's wrap this up. I'm <sighs> ready to roll. I'm very excited for episode 101. Yes. Where Erica is going to be back. We'll call it the redo 100 because she's going to be so upset when she realizes she misses 100. We're going to uh, we're going to get to reflect on uh, the Saudi show. Very exciting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Very exciting. Yep. We'll see what this week's uh, AEW. They've already you you had it in the notes. They've already announced it ton of stuff for this week's yeah uh, they have dynamite uh, yeah brian danielson lee moriarty jericho and hager santana ortiz darby versus sammy we get that by the way damian priest and aj styles for the u.s title on raw could not care less really i that match has two things going against it one i don't like the u.s title i like the intercontinental title the u.s title can go eat a dick the second thing, he just hold on. I get all that crap about my issues, and you just have an issue with the title. The second thing, okay. you can't make me care about Damian Priest. I love when KO was the face of America, and I'm not a Damian Priest guy either. What don't you like about Damian Priest? I just don't I, care. I I, I remember watching look. him in NXT, and I was like, Nah, I don't care. Yeah, my my uh, seeing look. Damian Priest live for a while, I was always like, He's got all of the charisma of Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns before going heel. Yeah. <laughs> All wrapped into one. <laughs> like, yep. I look like a million dollars. Don't ask me to have a personality. <laughs> Here's my friend, Bad Bunny. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'll give you that, but I'm kind of excited because I wouldn't mind AJ taking that title. and Me neither. Holding a title going into WrestleMania. Hell yeah. He beat Damian yeah, last week. I, how much would you like to bet that he's not going to have that title going into WrestleMania? AJ? Yeah. Damian's had that for a minute. Yeah, okay. He's had that, that would for be a exciting. While. That, that I, would actually I'll, be intriguing to me. I would like, Sammy, I would like that. Maybe Sammy do, and AJ having right. those titles would be interesting. Yeah, you know, and I wouldn't mind too if because uh, you know KO's out of the chamber. Maybe they do KO and AJ for the U.S. title at Mania. Uh, he could be the face of America 2.0. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that'd be that's. I loved the face of America. KO. The face of, yes. The the thing that really sold it was his face on the ramp that he had to walk across yeah, yeah, every time. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Sam, bigger uh, than life. Yeah. Yeah. Giant Kevin, big, giant, fat Kevin Owen face on the ramp. was <laughs> the most funny thing. So who you got, Cone, uh, appearing on Chuck's favorite podcast this week? Uh, that is actually TBD. It will be happening this week. Uh, there are, you know, still working on. The cool thing is, is we'll be doing a crossover. Which means one of us is going to be getting a no, call the night the before. <laughs> Don't be mean. Why are you so mean to me? No, because you said it's to be determined, and that's what happened the last time. No, it's TBD in the sense of still working through a couple different podcasts that Ah. have reached out and figuring out, you know, waiting on responses and so on. I'm not going to call anybody out for not responding to me. It's cool. You know who you are. Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, so, He's but, really going to be calling us the night before because they're all going to hear this and they're going to be like, well, fuck that guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that is TBD, but it will be dropping on Friday. Elimination Chamber, of course, is Saturday afternoon. I actually like the noon. It's the first time they've done it on a weekend, too. A yeah, well, if it's going to be seven hours, it better start at noon. It's not, it's not going to be seven hours. It's going to be three <laughs> hours. I'm just being sour. <laughs> I know. You okay? I think we need to wrap this up. Because Chuck is going south real quick. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I'll get my mood back. We're the ass boys. So great. We're the ass boys. All right. I feel much better now. So great. All right. Chuck, where can people find you? You can find me on uh, Twitch, twitch.tv backslash C-H-Z-U-C-K. That's where you can watch us record this show, as well as Nerd Radio on Wednesday afternoons, usually around 1130. Sometimes I'll play some video games in there. Sometimes I don't. And, of course, speaking of Nerd Radio, that's the other podcast you can find me at. Go on over to WRAF.com, download it, and follow us on social media at Nerd Radio 101. All right. Did we give you? Did you actually get to give your uh, social media? No, uh, yeah, JB Sports Talk Pay Per View Pod at PPV underscore Pod on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. All right, and you can find me right here next week hosting the One Fall Show, hopefully with Erica, yes. hopefully with some fun stuff to to talk about, hopefully with some new drops because that's my favorite thing. Thank you all for hanging out. Thank you, lots of pyro. Yes, thank you Hall Gaming. Thank you Hall Gaming. Have yes. fun, everybody. Be safe. Don't fall in the hole. Who is this? One fall show housing from Sean Housing. Do you have any titles? Yes, McComb Gang. Peugeot. Produced a podcast of some <laughs> sort. do a snap. Oh. <laughs> Dan Housing must come on to snap. this show. Joke. Who is this? Who is knocked on Dan Housing's internet phone door to ask him to come on a podcast? Dan Housing does not know this. Anyways, love that Dan Housing. Who knows? One fall show. Listen to this podcast. You've tricked Dan Housing into promoting your show. How dare you? You'll rue the day. Do it. Anyways, love that Dan Housing. Yes. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>